This is a beer that you picked out. Um, so this is from Lagunitas Brewery, Cappuccino Stout. Cappuccino Stout. Trying to get some of that volume in on that pour. I think we got something good there. All right. Cappuccino Stout. Yeah, man, this is this is definitely a classic. This is definitely a classic. I mean, looking at Lagunitas and, you know, the history with it, and just, you know, just their presence in the craft beer game. I mean, they are absolutely, you know, pioneers, legends even in my book. I mean, I have a lot of respect for Lagunitas and what they've accomplished and what they've done for craft beer. And actually, really the first technically legit craft beer I ever had, I don't want to say ever, but the one that really, <laughs> I guess the one that opened my eyes and really, uh, you know, brought me into this world and, and really got me obsessed with it, quite frankly, was Lagunitas IPA. So, nice. yeah, no, a lot of respect there. And I'm really excited to taste the cappuccino stout for really the first time. I think I had a, a, a small amount of it once years ago. Uh, I may or may not have been inebriated already. So I do not recall <laughs> any <laughs> of the tasty notes. Uh, to put it that way, <laughs> yeah, I, I don't, I don't think I've ever had this either. Uh, like you said, you know, definitely respect to Lagunitas. They're pr- not the first one that I had, but definitely one of the top, you know, few craft breweries that I've ever had craft brew from, uh, craft beer from. Yeah. Um, so on the label, it says nine point one percent ABV, twenty nine point five IBU. Interesting thing about the label that I that I noticed actually in looking at this beer and doing a little bit of research on it, and that is that previously they used a local brewery that was very close to Petaluma. is actually down in Sebastopol, which uh, is nearby. I don't. I mean, I'm from the Bay Area. I've been up there to both areas. I don't, I don't know the exact distance and whatnot. But anyhow, um, local brewery. I think it was called Hardcore Coffee or, or whatever. Feel free to okay. send me an email on that and correct me, those of you who are from the uh, the North Bay. But uh, if you'll notice on the on the new bottles, at least 2016, I think even in 15, excuse me, in 17, I think in 16, they still had it on there. Uh, it no longer specifies that it is from that local uh, coffee company. So I think that that is kind of a subtle but I think significant sign of the growth of Lagunitas following the uh, the partnership with with Heineken, so just a little just a little fun fact, and, and and you know, secondly, I think that that would be something interesting to look at or to hear from from those uh, people out there that have ha- that have had the original, I guess you could call it version, with the local coffee company coffee used in there. So anyhow, uh, Jay, ready to dive in? Yeah, let's do this. Cheers, let's do man. This. Cheers. Mm. Mhm. That is uh wow. I I'm getting I get a I get a a nice kick, oh, nice yeah. bite from yeah. the alcohol. It's very high. You mm-hmm. can t- you can taste the high al- alcohol t- content. Chocolatey to, for me. I can definitely taste the coffee. Mhm. I think yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think that you definitely get that kick. You get that coffee coming in. I think the alcohol I think the alcohol is present. In my opinion, it's there. I think it's there more knowing that it's a 9% type of way. And that's not to say that it's uh, that it's prominent or that it's quote-unquote hot. 
Um, I'm definitely not getting any kind of alcohol burn or sensation in, right, in that regard. Right, I agree. But on the on definitely, you can kind of feel it. I think in the mouth feel in a way that the, that the alcohol is present, and I do get a little bit of a hint of it on the finish. Um, yeah, you know, for the yeah, alcohol, it's, it's um, it's definitely you can you can taste it, but it's not harsh. It, it's you're not gonna get a kickback. You're not gonna mm-hmm. you know. You're not taking a shot of, of hard lack. When you yeah, take yeah, a sip. definitely, definitely. And, and but it's mm-hmm. it, it's strong. You can definitely taste it's it. It's definitely a nine percenter. That's for sure. I I think that that much is is definitely um, definitely true, and you definitely can feel it. But overall, very smooth. Um, I right. do mm-hmm. I do like it. I mean, is it the best coffee stout I've ever had? I no. However, however, uh, it is very well made. The quality is there. You get that coffee coming in. Um, and, and you know, you definitely get the malt properties, but also you can kind of, I can personally detect, you know, the hop usage there. I'm not sure exactly what, um, they're using hop wise, but I definitely, what I feel with this stout and what I'm getting from this stout is, um, you know, that it is a stout. However, I can't help but be reminded of other kind of middling type of beers that Lagunitas has put out before that are, you know, and, and one of the things with Lagunitas and what I'm saying is, is that they don't like to classify their beers, you know, in, in, in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. They, you know, like to, to not put labels, if you will, on their beers. They've ha- kind of uh, tried to not not do that in, in a lot of ways. And I think of beers like, you know, Brown Sugar, uh, for example, and, you know, the undercover, uh, whatever it's called, an investigation shutdown ale. I, f- I forgot the exact name. Um, but that are kind of considered things like strong ales, you know, because they do have a lot of those different properties. They do have that malt there. They do have the strong hop presence as well. So I think that with this cappuccino stout, I, I can't help but be reminded of those types of beers that aren't exactly classified or even pigeonholed, probably if you ask Lagunitas, into that specific style. So I think that, you know, whatever whatever hop properties or qualities that they're using or even hops themselves, you know, I can at least... I'm getting something from yeah, it, and I, yeah. I can't quite pinpoint it, but it's it's not just it's not your typical stout, is what I'm saying. It's it's kind of like you can you can taste that Lagunitas, um, you know, uniqueness, right, if you will. Right. Good choice, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, this is this is great. I mean, this is I mean, I'm I'm definitely very impressed, and you know, thinking about Lagunitas and, and kind of the grand scheme of things or the bigger picture, you know, it's good to see. Um, Lagunitas kind of sticking to being Lagunitas for the most part. Yeah, you know, I, I mentioned that little thing about the yeah. coffee shop and not using the beans, but um, man, is it is it isn't it good to be able to go practically anywhere? I mean, depending on where you live, of course. We're you know we're here in the Bay Area on the West Coast, but I mean, you know, for us, we can go anywhere practically and find a good quality, well priced beer. And uh, Lagunitas is continuing that, uh, you know, that uh, I don't want to say that trend, but that practice of doing that. And as a beer fan, I'm I'm happy that that they're still in the game and, and staying true to who they are. Yeah. Yeah. You mentioned that they uh, got, you know, there's I think uh, Heineken bought a controlling share, bought a majority share of of Lagunitas. And I remember when that news came out, I was like, oh, no, here we go again. Another, you know, big beer buying out yeah. another craft brewery. Yeah. But I mean, I mean, I totally forgot that they came and bought them out, and that's uh, 
that's a good thing because you Absolutely. know Lagunitas is still being Lagunitas. They just got the uh, the resources from to work with from from Heineken, and you know I think it's you know it's a win win. You know they still make good beer. They haven't. I mean, they have the resources to to work with, and they're just they're still pumping out you know good quality beer. Definitely, definitely, and you know I'm I'm. Again, and we can talk, you know, more about this in the future, but again, just kind of mentioning what I started with, and that is that, you know, Lagunitas was a major um, factor in my love for craft yeah. beer, you know, yeah. and, and just the classic IPA and, you know, visiting their, um, you know, their tasting room uh, over up in Petaluma multiple times throughout the years. And um, just, just really, just really experiencing and enjoying the different uh, types of beers that they offer and just really, you know, them being that, again, that, that, that presence, that, that legendary kind of, uh, you know, craft beer, you know, go to just quality that they're able to produce. And, and it's, you know, I'm still a Lagunitas fan. Hey, they're not the most cutting edge, uh, you know, with the trends and whatnot. Again, they're sticking to what uh, they're good with and that's okay that's great and and i don't mind it whatsoever and i enjoy it and i'll continue to enjoy it and like you said it's good that it's good that they're 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 you know they're being true to themselves regardless of the partnership or the exhibition whatever you want to call it with heineken um we took screenshots like maybe a few minutes ago and sent each other our screenshots of our home screens of the apps that we keep on our home screens that we use uh daily or our important enough to put on our home screen. So, mm-hmm. um, do you want to go first or do you, you want me to go first? Go for it, man. Go for it. That's a good, that's a good, that's a good looking home screen. All right. I'm looking, I'm looking at your doc and there's, you know, f- that's probably where most people keep their most important apps and you've got phone left to right phone, airmail mm-hmm. messages and things. Mm-hmm. Um, I can get with having your email and your messages down in your doc because I, I'm the same. And actually, yeah, they're in the almost in the same position as mine, but but reversed. Mm-hmm. Okay, so yep. why, uh, you know, we I, I don't like talking on the phone. Why mm-hmm. do you have <laughs> the phone app in your doc? Great question, great question. And it's something honestly, as the years have gone by, I have sometimes gone back and ask myself the same exact question <laughs> but yeah no definitely but you know it's in in my life and you know the people that i communicate with um you know mainly family really uh friends wise you know it's nowadays text 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 right know, and that's how it is for most people um i'd say in our age range roughly but you know for family you know my parents um you know are, are big you know, talk on the phone, old school kind of people. Um, there are some work contacts as well that are, you know, very uh, phone centric, et cetera. And it's just one of those things, you know, um, I, I like to know and I kind of like that feeling knowing that I could, you know, hit that phone uh, place where it's been ever since the original iPhone, you know, uh, very first one and be able to call uh, people using that. So though I would say, um, the phone usage has gone down tremendously <laughs> throughout the years. It is definitely one of those things, maybe maybe like a comfort thing too, you know, just kind of knowing that the phone's always there. Um, and, 
you know, things, it's funny that you mentioned things really quickly. Let me just say that things is very similar in the sense that, you know, right around the time the app store launched and I, I was kind of looking for a task manager, something to help with work. And I discovered things. It has not left that place. It, 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 it immediately, That's went, crazy. Yeah, it immediately went in that, that right corner. And that is where it's been ever since it came out um, in 2008, I believe. It may have been 2009 or whenever I, di- I discovered it, either of those years. And it's just, that is absolutely indispensable for me. And there's been a lot of task managers throughout the years and a lot of great ones, great features. I've tried uh, some here and there, but I always go back to things. It, it's just, it's one of my must-have essential, absolutely cannot live without apps. That's interesting because I remember when things first came out and, you know, I, I downloaded it or I think I bought it at the time and it, you know, the, the design and the aesthetics were, were, you know, they were at the top of its, uh, field and there, for a while there, there were, I don't know, I forget what happened, but I think development kind of lagged and they were going to bring out this sync system yes. and it, that took forever. Yes. And then I just, I forgot about it and, and. I I moved on to something else, so that's that's pretty crazy that you've stuck with that. So oh, let me just hey Jay, let me just tell you, <laughs> there were a lot of times, and I I kind of said it a second ago, but let me put it in kind of a, a, a more negative way. And <laughs> the developers ever hear this over at Cultured Code, <laughs> I say this with love. Let me just tell you, I say, <laughs> I say this with love that there were a couple times in those years that you're referring to where I was a, a second away from switching over to OmniFocus or whatever it was. It was mainly OmniFocus was, you know, really the, the main competitor for a, a lot of years until recently where things like Do came out and To Do and To Do is things of that sort. But anyhow, um, yes, their development cycle has been notoriously uh, long, I guess you could, the easiest way to put it, in uh, in many instances. However, recently they've really improved that. They've added a lot of great features. They did implement that Cloud Sync, which... I find to be absolutely rock solid. I've read a lot of reviews and thoughts on it online from other things users that have agreed with that in comparison to other um, task managers and similar services. So I would definitely say that though there have been times where things have stalled, that in the end uh, they have delivered. And uh, again, they're just, that's it. And by the way, um, a big part of that is my workflow, which is using... Not just my phone, of course, but uh, my uh, my Mac and my iPad, where I do have thi- where I do have things installed on all of them, and just having that sync with all the different uh, versions on the different platforms is just you know it it works absolutely perfectly for me, and uh, I'm really excited for the new version of Things, which is I believe is Things three, which is in. Uh, I think it's a either, I believe it's a private beta at this point, and uh, I'm anxiously anticipating that, and I hope that that is something that does not get stalled and uh, is released to the public very very soon. I'm, I'm I'm really looking forward to it. All right, so you mentioned things, and I noticed that you also have clear on your home screen. Another yes to do yes. app. Okay. Yes. Why? Yes. Uh, well, let me let me tell you. Let me tell you, Mr. <laughs> Torres. So, Clear came out, and me, like a lot of people, just kind of what I noticed and what I saw online, were immediately drawn into the design 
and really the style of the app, which at the time, if you remember, was absolutely uh, unique, uh, nothing like it. Right. You know, just really using that clean, you know, interface with the gradients and the colors and, you know, the gestures for everything. I mean, to me, that was just, I immediately, you know, and just being a fan of design in general and really appreciating that and really kind of always on the hunt for something new, um, decided, hey, you know, and I don't remember the exact price. It may have even been $5 at the time when it came out. I forget exactly. But I immediately said, hey, I'm going to give it a shot and see what I can utilize it for. And I had the same exact thought that you did. I said, well, I have things already. You know, I use it for this and that. There's also, like, reminders that I use for, you know, that is built in from from Apple. And I kind of started figuring out things that I could use it for. And to be quite honest with you, many of those reasons or lists or tasks or whatever have you didn't quite stick. There's a bunch of there, a bunch of them in there. If I look at it right now that I put in right when I downloaded the app and, mm-hmm. you know, never referred to or never used again. But there are some that I use every and it's funny, I use them every year. And I'll tell you what those are. Those are Christmas lists. Mm-hmm. And it is it's just it's weird. But, you know, clear is absolutely great for me every year when I need to refer to older Christmas lists okay. for friends and family, yeah. um, the wife, uh, whatever have you. And Clear has always worked very well for me personally for lists, not just those types of lists, but I just thought of a daily list, which is groceries. And yeah. I, I really uh, enjoy it for grocery lists as well. It's just very simple. It's very fast, lightweight. It works very well. Again, I still love the design. It still works very well for me. And, you know, I'll be honest with you. I was thinking about it recently as well and took a trip over to their uh, Twitter page. I believe the developers are Real Mac software, if I'm not mistaken. Yep. And I saw some very concerning statements from them that, you know, essentially made it really appear like development is going to stop. Oh, man. Clear. Yes, yes. So I'm, I'm, I'm a little bit uh, <laughs> concerned at this point with that, and I do hope that Real Mac decides to, you know, come out with a new version. Even if, if, if I have to pay for it again, that's fine. Uh, but I have really figured out a way to really use Clear uh, very well in my life to help me, yeah. and it's something that I hope that they continue to develop. If not, I'm gonna have to look for something else or start going back to, you know. Good old reminders, whatever happens, who knows? <laughs> I like Clear. Let's 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 pray for them and, and hope that they continue to to offer their uh, their great looking app. Yeah, I'm all for independent developers for sure. Absolutely. All right, let's see what else. Um, let me just see what you've got here. Uh, Safari, I'm down with. I use the same. Um, I've got camera on my home screen, same settings. I'm okay with that. Uh, Fantastical, love Fantastical. Use the same thing. Tweetbot, Definitely. best best Twitter client ever, yep. in my opinion. Oh yeah, I, I'm big. I agree as well. It's it's just it's awesome. Yeah, one password. You know, got to keep your passwords complicated and secure. I'm all for that. Uh, Apple Music, your subscriber, I assume. Yes, yes, Apple Music. I, you know, I've I've tried, I've tried most of the streaming services really at this point the only one that i've not tried is title and i've liked different things from different ones uh spotify is great i was a big spotify fan 
Uh, but you know, it's funny. I do, and I love third-party apps. I love independent developers, et cetera, et cetera. They make some great stuff. But there's something to be said about apps developed by Apple mm-hmm. for the iPhone uh, or iPad or whatever their platform is. And to me, you know, and, and it may not be the, the case for every single instance of this, but I, I definitely, I would say I, I definitely have a strong bias uh, for these apps that are developed by Apple. Right. And when looking at a music streaming app, which I kind of bu- I kind of bought into the to the concept very early on. I think I you know I, I started paying for Spotify and and had it the minute that it was available in the United States, and I just kind of immediately saw that value. You know, thinking about using my phone and it being the iPhone, it being from Apple. Honestly, the minute that Beats the Beats acquisition was was announced, I immediately and I think it's funny at the time I was actually on on RDO. Yeah, RIP. I went. F- yeah, audio man, that design talking about great design, yeah. right? Come on, that was that was great. Um, I what I did was I immediately canceled audio and went over to Beats. I did the same music. exact thing. Yep. Yes, yes, yeah, and and you know Beats music, God bless it. I mean it. That design was horrendous. Let me just. I'm sorry. <laughs> that was man. That was just. I don't. I mean, they're. I you know I saw what they were going for. They were trying to be unique and you know kind of carve out their own lane. But man, that was just. Oh gosh. So anyway doing that and and kind of um getting excited for the eventual redesign i mean i i didn't obviously i didn't know if you know apple their designers their team was going to redesign the beats music app itself they were going to do a whole new music app i was kind of leaning towards the latter option and sure enough that's what they did Mm -hmm. and yeah you know there there's definitely i mean i think on the initial version of apple music there were definitely a lot of kinks to be worked out I think they have worked out a lot of them with the new design. I'm, I'm overall a fan yep. of the new design Agreed. with I with yeah with iOS 10. Mm-hmm. I, I think I think it looks good overall. I think there are again definitely things that can be improved, but um, I just like I just like knowing that you know the the Apple Music app is it's it's from Apple. Right. You know, yeah, and yeah. I, I just like knowing that, and especially with the problems that Apple has been experiencing with Spotify and you know they've been kind of going tit for tat in terms of um, you know Apple doing things to kind of block their desire and I'm not I'm kind of recalling from memory I don't it's been a while since I read the articles but you know Spotify uh, arguing that they should be able to do the in-app purchase and not get charged by Apple and I remember all that yeah so so you know stuff like that concerns me stuff like that worries me and and you know uh, if if that time comes where Spotify decides to take a stand and pull their app or whatever, I don't want to be right. without music. Exactly. You know, and and and, and, and you know, it probably won't happen, of course. But again, having Apple Music there, I think overall it's a great product, it's a great service, and I, it's yeah, that's it. That's my that's my streaming service of choice. Yeah, same here. I'm a big fan of Apple Music. All right, let's let's see what else you've got on here. Um, so everyone's got a mapping app, an RSS app, and a um, what else was I going to point out? Oh, and a, a read it later app. So you've got Waze, mm-hmm. Reader, and Instapaper. I'm, yes. I've been an Instapaper user for for many many years, so I, I'm good with yes. that. I totally agree with Absolutely. that. All right, now Waze. Why Waze and not Apple Maps or Google Maps? Yeah, you know. 
and, and see again i'm saying built in but you know th- right the thing, yeah right i'm kind of contradicting myself oh boy okay so <laughs> <laughs> so you know when you're when, when you're talking about uh you know a maps app yeah it's funny i kind of i think I, I definitely contradicted myself on that one i definitely changed course on that because the funny thing is is i stuck with apple maps i started using apple maps the you know from i believe it was ios 5 when apple took over is that ooh am i i no, no i'm pretty it sure it's 6 was it 5 or 6 may have been that seems like too long like 5 like, like 5 <laughs> versions at, ago we're like right that is 10 right now yeah yeah it's, it's crazy like, what that doesn't even sound yeah so anyway whenever the the shift happened yeah i remember i remember i said okay because prior to that it was from google and I said, okay, I'm going to stick with it. No, whatever. I don't care. Because my thought, which I was actually correct in, was I'm from here. So yeah. I know that their their maps here where they live are going to be fine. And it mm-hmm. came out in all the – remember all the articles that came out after yep. and all that? Yeah, we were good. And I, and I, and I was kind of correct with that presumption, presumption right? Um, but – the funny thing is, is that, and I and I stuck with it since then. I kept using it up until I'd say about, I want to say about a year ago, ish, when I actually first heard of Waze. And really? Yes, yes. I was late. Oh, crazy! To, I was late to the party on Waze. First of all, and <laughs> okay. yeah, and second of all, I just all I had, all I heard of with Waze. This was, it was very simple. Uh, I think my brother was somebody who recommended it to me. And they said, yeah, you, you know, you should check out Waze because it gives you the best routes. It gives you, you know, side streets and, you know, essentially, quote unquote, the cuts to take to get to your destination much faster yep. and cut out 5, yep. 10, 15 minutes, et cetera, et cetera. And right away, I mean, literally, I was that that sold me. I was like, Are you, what? You know, and obviously yeah. Google owns it. And I don't know when the time frame occurred with google maps implementing that because i think that correct me if i'm wrong jay there is ways data or there is some sort of integration with their types of services that is integrated into google maps am I, is that right or wrong yeah okay. yeah when when uh, in google maps when there's an accident uh usually it'll say via the ways app okay and um okay. so yeah go so ahead so that i mean you know i don't know i just kind of i thought it was i the app's well designed in my opinion i think it's got a little bit of quirkiness i kind of like the voices you know the the colonel and schwarzenegger <laughs> that was in there i thought you know there was some yeah, yeah, yeah. it had kind of it had personality to it and i started using it and i got hooked and and i just and i definitely i would definitely say that i trust it i trust its uh decisions whatever you want to call them <laughs> and right. the routes that it gives me and i have just come to rely on it when when doing that and kind of navig- navigating around um san francisco which i tend to do um pretty often and and you know finding the best routes etc and i you know i'm definitely definitely a ways convert from apple maps but who knows maybe i'll i'll go back to apple maps if they do something similar and i think that that's not out of the question considering apple is definitely committed to maps and and definitely very much trying to compete uh with google maps which which is you know many considered to be uh which it is it is the it is the leader it is the it is the tops yeah right? yeah um but yeah no what ways is good i believe 
Okay, so you mentioned Instant Paper, Instant Pe- Instant Paper for life, all the way back. Yep. To yep. when they were going up against what was it called? Read it, read it later, I believe it was. Read it later. Yeah, right. Then, uh, uh, readability. readability. Yeah, yeah, all that. Yeah. Right, stuck with Instant Paper. Um, I also use Pocket. It is on a secondary screen. I think it even might be in that front page folder, if I'm not mistaken. Pocket is um, is, a, is a good one too, but I kind of developed this weird system where I, I actually save articles, uh, text articles to Instapaper, and anything that is video to Pocket. Yeah. Um, I I've noticed that Instapaper is not the best when it comes if you want to save a video for later. Yes. It's not the best, no. but but Pocket is is definitely they've. They've uh, they've realized that people do save videos to to view later. Yes, and um, I've noticed that Instapaper is stuff you want to read later, yes. and and Pocket is more like anything that I can't get to right now. I will put in Pocket for later. Yes, yes. Okay, that's another. Uh, okay, that makes sense. That makes sense too. Yeah, that's a good that's a good way to go about it. Um, but yeah. So other than that, um, you know, before I keep droning on about my screen. <laughs> <laughs> Let's take a look at yours, Jay. You got some, yeah, interesting, yeah. You got some interesting. Please do. You got some interesting apps, um, some that overlap with mine. And why don't we go ahead and take a look at the ones that are unique or different from mine? And why don't you sure. start with telling me why you are using Spark instead of other email, email clients? Okay, good question. Yeah, yeah. You use Airmail. I use Spark. Um, I like Spark mainly because they have this smart inbox feature. So okay. in Spark, I, I have a, okay, so I have a personal email address and I have my work email address. And what Spark has, they have this thing called the smart inbox. And um, when, when, when I get email from either work or from for my personal uh, email address, it will, it will, in the, in the smart email inbox uh, view, it'll divide them by new email um, notifications. It's smart enough to know whether you've signed up for uh, an internet newsletter. So it breaks that out into a separate section um, into a newsletter section. So um, I, I get personal email, but I get the, the, the majority of my email is, is work email. So that gets prioritized to the top mm-hmm. And, um, from there I can, you know, it's got all of the things that you'd want to do with an email app, either archive or delete, uh, mark as read or unread flag it. And you can also snooze it for later in the day, tomorrow, next week, or a certain date. So, um, I've tried for the longest time I used the built-in email map or email app. And it works, but I like Spark better mm-hmm. because just the way that my mind thinks. Mm-hmm. Um, with, with the default app, I would always have to go back and forth, like, you know, up a level, up a level, up a level, mm-hmm. work email, and then, then drill down. And then, oh, I got a personal email, back up three levels, and then go drill down into my Gmail. Mm-hmm. And I didn't like that. I like the smart inbox and how it integrates both email accounts but also keeps them separate at the same time because nice you can you can you can even parse it down so you get say i get a newsletter for work and for personal you can also you can separate those even further mm. um 
by personal and, and, and through work. So it's just, it's just how my brain works. And I think that's, that's how it is with, with email apps and, and certain other types of apps. However, your brain works best. Um, if, as long as you find the app that matches how your matches your workflow, um, you know, that's, that's what you should go with. Nice. Yeah, no, I definitely tried spark for a good amount of time, uh, put it through its paces. I really liked, uh, how it worked. The design was great, very solid, uh, sync and the fetching of the emails and the parsing, et cetera, worked very well. I think it's actually a great app and I, and I really, on, I would be also currently still be using it if it wasn't for airmail. And I'll tell you why, and I'll tell you the reason I use airmail briefly. And that is not, it is also very well designed. Uh, airmail is, is absolutely great. And I've been using it for Mac OS now for I hmm, almost since it came out. I think it came out a bit before I, I did purchase it for my MacBook Pro. And really loved it on there. Really love the execution of it, the implementations that it has uh, with other aspects of the OS. Uh, I'm a LaunchBar user on Mac OS. It is integrated with that. It works very well with that. And I was just, you know, very big fan of it for, for Mac OS. And when I saw it coming out for iOS, I immediately, another one of those kind of instant type of things. And again, kind of like things, I really love having it on all platforms and the sync that is uh, there, the signatures, yeah. things of that sort. So um, definitely a big fan of that. But Spark is absolutely uh, a thumbs up. And I did notice that it also is on Mac OS. Uh, it just got released yes. for that. And yep. who yep. knows? Who knows? I might I might go back and, and give <laughs> it another shot. So uh, Spark, I think, is, is definitely very well designed. Great app. So awesome. So we got Spark. And the next one that I'm very curious about, um, I've read a lot about it online. I am a reader loyalist for my RSS needs, but I've read yeah. a lot of great stuff about Unread. Tell me a little bit about that. Okay, so the reason why I like Unread, and it's it's one, it's a stupid feat. Not I don't want to call it stupid, but it's <laughs> it's something that no other RSS reader has, and okay. I've heard it called um they call it a um like a shoot i'm I'm blanking out here uh they call it a messy swipe I don't know, not, not messy swipe oh, okay lazy swipe lazy swipe there yes. you go thank you yes. thank you so you in in ios when you mm -hmm. want to go back up a level you usually have to swipe from that very left edge of the screen to the yes. right what i yes. love about unread and i wish that other apps did this was i can take my thumb and place it anywhere and say I'm, i want to go up a level i can put it anywhere in the screen it doesn't have nice. to be on the far left nice. and swipe mm -hmm. and it'll bring me up a level lazy swipe i think it's the best thing and awesome. um that's really the only reason why i use <laughs> unread to be honest okay okay um well i've heard a lot of uh, i've heard a lot about the um the design the typography yep, yeah all that the... is just like cherry on top but for okay. me for me is the lazy swipe nice very nice awesome awesome and i did notice as well uh, as long as we're talking about that going to instant paper as well looks like you're a big fan of the unread badge for <laughs> monstrous <laughs> monstrous amounts um me I, I cannot say i am anything that gets past i don't know 
50, I'm like, turn it off. So, um, what's, what's your method methodology with that? <laughs> what's your <laughs> rationale? Um, just out of curiosity. Yeah. I knew you were going to bring this up, man. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like you for the longest time. I didn't have the unread count in my Instapaper activated. Mm-hmm. So right now it's at, uh, 1,701 <laughs> and oh, for, for, for no other reason, it's just as a reminder that I am a pack rat and I love to save stuff for later. And <laughs> I believe that I'll get to it one day. And yeah. at this point, I, I, I just, I distinctly remember when I first turned it on, uh, yeah, <laughs> it, it, it was, uh, it was more you insta- like you instantly regretted it. Yeah, it was, it, I started off at 1100. Now it's up to 17. Oh my God. So hey. this is probably going to be a running joke. I, I have a feeling, but let's, so it's at 1701 for this first okay. episode. Let, let's see yeah. how far it gets. Let's up. see. Let's see. I think we should do this every so often. Let's <laughs> say, all right, Jay, give me the, uh, give me yeah. the unread conference to paper. All I'm going right. to. All right, this is going to give me motivation to to, to bring we it down. We'll see. Yeah, no, I, I, you know what, man, I, I agree with you 100%. Instapaper uh, has absolutely turned into that, and you know, at this point, there I, there's been a lot of times where I've looked at it, and, and you know, obviously, I don't have the badge enabled, but just <laughs> seeing the sheer number yeah. that is in there, that I know it's kind of like a bottomless pit. Um, but again, I'm, I'm very similar to you in that kind of pack rat kind of sense where. I'd rather have kind of that personal comfort knowing that I'm going to be able to read that article if I happen to think about it or I'm reminded yeah. of it, see it somewhere yeah. else. I know that it's an instant paper. It's not going anywhere. I can always right. refer to it. Yeah. And I think that, you know, definitely knowing that and having that comfort outweighs the fact that there is a sheer <laughs> <laughs> just absolutely impossibly high number of articles to read in my lifetime. Yeah. So yeah. anyhow. Uh, okay, cool. So taking a look at some other apps and I'm, you know, obviously really focused on the unique apps, the ones that I do not personally use or have on my home screen. And the immediate other one that I'm wondering about is personal cap. I I actually know nothing about that. So why don't you, uh, give me an intro on that one, Jay, and let me know why it uh, is invaluable to you. Um, well, I like to, I like to keep track of my money. I like to keep track of where it's going. Um, so I, you can, it's, it's a pretty, it's the best, like uh, everyone's heard of mint, mint.com. And I've, yep. I've used mint and I don't like how mint constantly pushes. Um, I don't mm-hmm. know what other deals they have with, with, with yes. third parties, but yes. they try to push like, Oh, Hey, you could save, you know, I see you have a credit card. You could save this much on interest fees every yeah. year. And I didn't like that. Yeah. And I forgot where I heard about personal capital through, but mm-hmm. I d- downloaded it and I put in all my accounts and they, as far as I can tell, they don't do any wow. um, pushing of services sure. onto you. Yeah. It's all it does. It, it lets you put in your, I have, so I have um, my bank account my 401k and a um just a personal investment account nice. and my credit cards and you can you can track them based on time so you can see how your investments are doing i mean mm-hmm. obviously you want to see them go up nice and it just gives me a quick snapshot of how i'm doing financially i mean it's something that i've always tried to um 
be good at. Mm-hmm. And if you don't, I, I, my, my personal belief is if you don't know where your money's going, then that's not, that's not, that's not a good thing. There you go. So yeah. it's just, it's just, just a quick, it, I, I, I open the app once or twice a day just to make sure that I don't see anything crazy in there or, mm-hmm. and I just want to see, I just want to feel good about where my yeah, money's yeah. going basically. Yeah, for sure, man. No, and, and you know, Mint, I definitely tried it, I guess you could say. Mm-hmm. Uh, years back, it's probably been at least five years since I've used Mint. And though it it just, you know, kind of that app type of concept, you know, having all your accounts, all your investments, all those, you know, key yeah. things in there. I, I You know, again, I agree that that in principle is a good idea and it is something that's definitely valuable. That was part of the reason that I that I really kind of shied away from Mint. You know, I still have it installed. Um, it's still there and I have every intention of using it again, or I guess you could say an app like it again, but that was definitely one of the key things that I, that I kind of just started to say, eh, I don't, I'm not, I don't, why are they always trying to push this yeah. down my throat and yeah. this other thing, the service or qualify for that. And exactly, definitely a, a, a big factor with that. And, um, I think I'm going to actually definitely check out personal capital and give it a go rather than mint. So awesome recommendation on that, man. And any other apps that you want to talk about or highlight before we move on? Um, I just wanted to maybe point out Weatherline. They just okay. came out with an app update on the 8th. No, no. Today's the 7th. <laughs> <laughs> it came out We're this in the week. Future. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It came out this week. And... Um, it was it went quiet for a while and I actually had another weather app on my home screen but weather app is, or sorry weatherline is the weather app that again makes the most sense to me okay. um it gives you a kind of a graphical view of the the weather uh of the week so it'll it's it's i mean it I'll, we'll put screenshots in our in our show notes but it gives you a nice representation of how the weather is going to be like over the week in a kind of graphical uh, view. And okay. right now in the Bay Area, it's going to rain all week <laughs> with, <laughs> with temperatures in the 50s. So it's oh, it's pretty, man. pretty straight. But like um, you can see that it okay. gives you a nice representation of the nice. highs and the lows over nice. the week. And yeah, I, I think it's the best. Oh, OK, well, here's here's my here's my my. I don't want to say my test, but the main thing that I, I personally look for in a weather app, and that is a very, uh, I guess, good-looking or I guess you can call it functional widget. And I'm not sure if you use your I area do. of your phone like that or if it does have that. What is the widget status with Weatherline? So the big so Weatherline just got updated, and the big addition was the the widget. But okay. I don't. But I don't use it because uh, I use Carrot Weather as my widget. Uh, well, hey, well, let's just. I'm, I've been wondering a lot about Carrot Weather. I downloaded a few years back their. I, I believe it's called Carrot Alarm, mm-hmm. uh, simply, and I used that for a while. And you want to talk about uh, humor or whimsy in an app? And I yeah. think that. Carrot, their developers, um, that company, whatever you want to call it, they absolutely nail it. So, how is Carrot Weather? Very quickly, 
See, it's funny. I, I don't like the whimsy. I just want... Oh, I, okay. All right. All yeah. right. You're like, I don't want to hear any of that crap. Just give me the weather. I just want the weather. <laughs> but their, their, their widget is... Um, so I, I, I bought the widget, so it's like a, a $2 a year subscription to, to enable the widget and the okay. complication on your Apple watch. And okay. I like the widget because it's, you can customize it. So the way I have it now mm. is it gives me the current conditions and there's like four different parts of the widget that you can, you can customize. So I have it wow. as location, the high and the low sunrise, sunset, and the phase of the moon. Oh wow! Okay. Yeah, the, right. I needed a fourth. I, the, the phase of the moon was just for fun. The, the most <laughs> important, the most important for me was the the location, the high okay. and the low, and the sunrise and the sunset for me. Okay. Okay. All right. Nice. And 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 carrot weather was the the weather app that gave you the widget with the most uh, flexibility in terms of what how you what you can put on the widget. So that's the reason Got why it. it's my nice. weather widget. Nice. Very nice. Very nice. Jay. Well, hey. A uh, lot more to discuss on this in the coming weeks. I'm yeah. sure we'll revisit our home screens as you know ours and many people's are ever changing in certain ways. Absolutely, uh, mine has definitely changed in in all the years since the original iPhone. And you know, it's one of those things where I'm always uh, on the lookout for the next app that deserves a place on there. Yeah, and I think that that's something that's always fun. And that I look forward to in terms of keeping up with this world is what the next killer app is going to be. And, and who knows? It might be on the horizon for 2017. There you go. Awesome. So, Jay, tell me about your Echo <laughs> and why it is the life-changing top key product for 2017 <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll see how but it so far so good um so my brother got my wife and i a an amazon echo and he shipped it to us we got it shortly after christmas so it's probably been almost two weeks now since we've had the amazon echo okay and it's actually been really like really, really good, better than what I expected. And okay, um, uh, so so far we we use it every day. Uh, we want we we like to play classical music while we're eating meals at the table. Okay. Um, so I have I have two kids, and instead of having the TV on, we we like to sit at the table, and rather than have it be have dead nice. silence. While nice. we're eating, we like to play classical music. So all we'll do, we'll just yell out, "Hey, Alexa, play, Boom. play classical music," nice. and nice. it'll just start playing. And remind me on that. Yeah. Now, where is that? Is that coming from? What is the source on that again? Is that Amazon Music? Or yeah. Is that is that what it is? Okay. Yeah, it's through Amazon Music, and okay. um, with the Prime membership, I, I haven't ex- exactly figured this out. Okay. But. Um, I since I'm a Prime member, I have access to Amazon Music, but I don't have access to everything. I still haven't figured it out. Okay. So if you ask it to play, you know, '90s R&B, it'll mm-hmm. play. It'll bring up a station and it'll play. Start playing '90s ah, R&B. Okay. But nice. if you ask it to play something specific, we've tried this for ourselves. 
it won't it'll only play you snippets it'll play you like a sample okay yeah okay. so right. now is I, that on now is that on current type stuff like kind of popular latest stuff or is that just in general with anything that's specific um i don't know i'd have to get back to you on that so we've okay. tried right. so i have a i have a i have an eight-year-old and we asked we, we we tried asking alexa to play the uh the soundtrack for a moana Ah, yeah very current yeah and it'll only play 30 second snips from each track yeah but if you ask it if you ask it to play you know hip-hop from the 1980s it'll come up with the station and and play full song so uh, we're still i'm still trying to figure out okay what now i can and can't play now you do have the full unit Correct? Yes. Yeah. The, okay. It's the big one. The small. It's, a small one is called the dot. If yes, I'm not mistaken. Okay. Correct. So you got the you got the full. Now where is it located in in your home? It, it's it's in our kitchen. So we've got an open plan apartment, and okay. we actually tested it out. We, if you if you yell loud enough from from our bedroom, mm-hmm. and it still it still boggles my mind. It it just goes to show how well they've engineered the microphones on this thing. Nice. It'll pick up my voice from our bedroom and the kitchen where it's located probably 20, 15, 20 feet away. Mm-hmm. And it picked it up. No wow. problem. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. In, in nice. my, in my opinion, it, it kicks uh-huh. series ass. Like no okay. joke. All right. All right. No joke. Now, now when you say that, do you say that in terms of it being able to, understand you i mean volume obviously i mean in terms of a stationary unit that is receiving that audio it's got a great range now when you say it kicks series ass now is that more the type of stuff that you ask it how you ask it i guess what i'm asking is jay how does it kick series ass in in every way possible wow. <laughs> in, in terms of picking up your voice understanding you and giving you a relevant answer Hmm. And okay. and recently they came out with the um, a, a feature where you ask it something and it'll give you an answer and then you ask a, a follow up question it'll know what you previously asked and then answer that second question so um, I, I wanted to test this out for myself so yesterday I or a couple of days ago I asked um, what's the capital of California and it said Sacramento and then I asked. What's the population without mentioning, you know, Sacramento, yes. California or whatever. And it said the population of Sacramento was blah, 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 blah. And nice. I haven't tried nice. that with Siri. And I honestly, I've, I only use well, Siri for, for it's very, very simple stuff. I've, I've lost all hope for Siri, to be honest. Wow. Yeah. yeah. No. And, and you know what? Um, there is a term for that is not, it's not coming to me right now, but you know, essentially, it it has to do with that context, yeah. and that is something that uh, Alexia, Alexia, Alexa, <laughs> <laughs> that cappuccino stout is hitting me. By the way, let me just tell you, nine percent. Yeah. I'm pretty. I'm almost done with the bomber. By the way, here's a little beer update. Ding ding. Beer update. It is hitting me. I'm getting a nice buzz starting to kick in right now. I'm feeling good. Same here. And let me let me tell you. Hey, let me tell you that cappuccino stout is definitely hitting the spot. Yep. I I, I, I can occur I concur. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Okay. All right. So we can both occur on it and 
let's get back to Alexa. Hi, huh? I didn't I didn't get the uh, eye in there on that one. Um, but yeah, no, that context is absolutely key. It is um, from everything that I've read and everything that I've seen miles ahead of things like Siri, um, you know, with that. But there are competitors, of yep. course. They are starting to sprout up. Yep. And it just so happens that I also picked one up around the holidays. Yeah. And tell, what do you like about your, your Google Home? Google Home, it I've been using it. I you know I just I literally got it for same as you you know got it for Christmas. Uh, the wife picked one up for me. She had heard me mention that I was interested in it, and um, I had I had actually been thinking about Alexa and or excuse me the Echo, and you know considering that I am a Prime member like yourself and definitely enjoy. The free two-day shipping, using yeah. one all the time, constantly. I mean, it's awesome. It's worth it alone just for that. Yep. But now, just as a quick aside, with the great shows coming out on Prime Video, yep. uh, it's just even a, a, a better added benefit. I mean, Man, Man in the High Castle, I don't know if you've checked it out yet. No. Anyone listening has. Absolutely incredible series. I just started watching season two right now. Season one is absolutely great. I highly recommend it to anyone interested. Interesting. In, yeah, it's uh, you know kind of alternate. It's kind of like an alternate history uh, drama that deals with um, the world if the Nazis and oh Japan, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah would have would have won World War Two. So anyhow, just a quick aside. Man in the High Castle, check it out. Um, definitely considered um, the Echo, and ultimately kind of leaned more towards. The Google Home, fortunately uh, enough for me, the wife got me one for Christmas, and I have been enjoying it so far. I, I can't say I've used it in all the ways that I could potentially use it at this point. Mine is also set up in the kitchen, and I do have kind of an open-air kind of layout like you just mentioned as well. And in the ways that I've tested it out and used it so far, it has definitely been very good in terms of voice recognition also range like you mentioned yeah um, i live in a, a pretty small uh condo and it could hear me pretty much from anywhere you know in in my condo so that's great and um you know the uh you know understands me it's i've never had to repeat myself or clarify or, or whatever have you it's great for just kind of google usage in terms of like you mentioned facts things of that sort yeah stuff up um the most useful thing I can say that I used it for recently is I recently traveled down to L.A., which we'll be talking about in a, in a quick second, and I was in the midst of packing, and this is just kind of one of those classic examples, you know, that people want to point out when selling the product, but I actually, you know, I actually used one of these examples. What I'm saying is, is I was packing, and I was packing my toiletries, and for a second forgot what the... Uh, ounce limit was for uh, carry-on with liquid. You know, I was like, is it is it three ounces or three point something? And I asked, uh, you know, I asked, um, you know, I said, blah blah blah. What is it? Hello, te- what do they say? Hello, ahoy, telephone? ahoy telephone. Ahoy telephone. Yes, exactly. And asked it. I believe my question was, what is the, you know, the um, how many ounces can I bring on for a carry-on in liquid form? for a flight something along those lines it was i, I worded it probably worse than i just did right now <laughs> which 
which is hard to believe considering I was I was actually sober when I said it. But um, actually, it was worse than that. And it spit it out. It said, you know, it hopped right on, didn't miss a beat, lightning fast, and said, according to the TSA website, the limit for ounces for a carry-on is 3.3, you know? And I was just like, wow. Yeah. That was really my, you know, and again, obviously could do that with my phone, you know, do a quick Google search. I could, you know, probably try Siri for that. In my experience, Siri has worked pretty well for me. But just being able to do that without having to worry about where my phone is and right. just knowing that I can get that I- instant information was really a, a, a really cool moment for me. And the other way that I've used it is similar to you for music. And the cool thing about the Google Home is that you do get a free six-month trial for um, not only YouTube Red, but also Google Play Music. And it's cool because you just get the option of both. You can do either or and, and designate designate either for your primary uh, music source for questions such as that, right? You know, uh, R&B from the 90s, whatever have you. And it, it, it does get pretty specific. Mm-hmm. Um, you could you, you can ask for specific artists and things of that sort. So it, it has worked well for me so far with that. And I do hope that they continue to develop for it. I mean, they are. I mean, they're doing it right now, you know. But what I'm saying is, is that I really do hope for... Uh, better integration with Apple services. Um, you know, Apple Music, for example, is on Android. So that's what I'm really crossing my fingers for, <laughs> that they do integrate it with that and do continue to expand on its capabilities and, you know, things like calendar. Yeah. I think there is calendar right now already, but things like text message yeah. um, type of services, you know, just deeper integration with other things I'm, I'm really kind of looking for. But um, I think the Echo has a head start. Uh, I think that it's doing well. I think it's definitely the leader in that space. Um, And though, you know, again, I do have those hooks in with Amazon and services, and it would have made sense in a lot of ways to also get an Echo like yourself. I I just kind of saw a little bit more of an appeal uh, with the Google Home. And big part of that really quickly, just as a teaser for a future episode, is that I also have an Android phone of a Nexus 6P that I use um, as a work phone, but I also kind of use it on the side as an addition to my iPhone. Yeah. And I'm kind of, uh, I am very much hoping that Google continues to expand the home's capabilities and ties it uh, into Android. So this is definitely something we can uh, talk more about as well. Interesting. I like that. So, mm-hmm. so you're liking the home so far. Awesome. Awesome. So mm-hmm. um, let's, now that we're, I I, I I emptied out my my bomber, the last of it, into my glass. <laughs> there you go. So let's let's talk about our favorite breweries f- so nice. far. Um, why don't you go first? What 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 breweries do you are you keen of at the moment? Definitely, definitely. Well, you know, like we mentioned uh, a bit ago, we're both um, residents of the Bay Area. And I live on the peninsula here in the Bay Area, so I have great access to really, I mean, I guess you could say anywhere you live in the Bay Area, you have access yeah. to everywhere in the Bay Area. Yeah. But definitely um, San Francisco, uh, down the peninsula more, the South Bay, kind of the area where you're at. And, um, I mean, there's just, you know, so many breweries in this area here. This is the craft beer boom. Uh, I think we're just so fortunate 
to be living in this time. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Lovers. I mean, it's just it's just incredible. And I think what 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 I would say to answer that question is, you know, I'm going to give you kind of my favorite kind of new school brewery okay. and kind of I guess you could say my my favorite overall brewery. Okay. And secondly, my second my favorite classic brewery, if you will. Kind of one that's been around for you know, a good amount of time, 10 years, okay. uh, 20 years, whatever, you know, whatever have you, you know, cause that's, that's just kind of something interesting to think about is kind of this new wave and, and these trends that we have. So let me give you, let me give you my favorite classic brewery. And I'm going to say this and you heard me talking about them a little bit ago, but you know, if I were to have to say, if I were to have to kind of narrow one down, it would definitely be Lagunitas. Lagunitas Again, I talked about them before, but just to reiterate, quality, constant quality. They're affordable. They have great prices. They have great distribution. You can go anywhere and get one of their beers um, and know that you're drinking something of great quality. Um, if you visit their uh, their brewery or their tasting room, if you will, up in Petaluma, I'm sure the same can be said for their location in Chicago, uh, which they recently opened up. You know, you're always able to find not just their staples, you know, the, the IPAs, uh, the pills, the, you know, cappuccino stouts, whatever have you, but also experimental beers that they're working on. They tend to call them fusions, Mm -hmm. you know, what I've seen. And those are, you know, as cutting edge as anything else, you know? So what I see from Lagunitas again, is that heritage, you know, just kind of that, that, that status of being one of the top dogs, but also, you know, being on being, you know, keeping up with the times and really quickly, one of the examples of that is, they're born yesterday pale ales. I'm not sure if you've uh, given them a try, Jay, but they are absolutely amazing. And they've been doing them for about the past two, three years now. And the concept with them is, and I'm not sure of the distribution on this, but essentially the concept is born yesterday. They actually deliver them to their accounts, um, you know, definitely here in the Bay Area. I'm not sure exactly where else, and I'm sure around Chicago or whatever, I'm sure they do. But the concept is, born yesterday so they brew them on a specific day probably over the weekend if i'm not mistaken and then they distribute them to their accounts like on monday Mm -hmm. you know literally kind of the day after if you will and they're super super fresh i mean uh, just they taste absolutely incredible i highly recommend them next time that they release them and they also do uh spins on them and the one that that comes to mind is the citrus i can't pronounce this this is terrible especially after some of that cappuccino <laughs> stout but it's called citrus citronicesis i believe is yay you guys can email me on that one as they as they say right yeah. um but it is their it is their pale ale it's their born yesterday super super fresh but it is infused with blood orange um and i think one other form of, it may just be blood orange and that's it but it is absolutely incredible and, you know, when you when you talk about, again, a cl- kind of a classic kind of I don't want to even call them old school. That's terrible. You know, they're not quite old school. But again, just an established one. Yeah. Brewery, yeah. It is to me, Lagunitas, you know, Heineken acquisition partnership, whatever you want to call it or not. Um, they are still one of my favorites. So I absolutely just love Lagunitas. And, and you know, I'm glad that we were able to uh, sample one of their brews for our pilot mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. that is that's my classic pick my new school pick is absolutely seller maker i knew it seller maker 
Hey, hey. <laughs> <laughs> you know me well, Jay. <laughs> Cellar Maker, for those of you that don't know, is a brewery that opened up in 2013. They are located in San Francisco on Howard Street and to me are absolutely the best brewery out right now in the world. Wow, and high praise. I, I just, oh, <laughs> that is an understatement. And Cellar Maker... Their vision is to just constantly come out with uh, different recipes, different brew types, um, different varieties of, you know, pretty much every style, you know, um, you know, saisons, um, sours, pale ales, IPAs, double IPAs, porters, stouts, everything, you know, they do it all. And just keeping it fresh, you know, a uh, new board practically every time that you show mm -hmm. up here with different beers, you know, they have their core beers that they bring back. Their, um, you know, their their uh, their hop killers, their dobuses, their coffee and cigarettes, whatever have you, and just you know, super fresh, super small batch, just constantly evolving, constantly innovating, and just you know, um, just everything, you know, just from from just super um, bright, you know, tropical, fruity. Uh, pale ales and IPAs to just very unique, again, just porters, stouts, you know, like their coffee and cigarettes, um, kind of a similar vibe to kind of the ca the cappuccino stout that we're drinking today. And I'm, again, fortunate enough to live very close to them and um, am in the city quite a bit to where I can really just kind of pass by and get growler fills of their beer pretty much whenever I want and just really feel fortunate that I, I have that access to them and can enjoy their beer whenever I want. And I would not hesitate to call them, you know, again, the best brewery to me and one of the best breweries, you know, in the United States, if not the world. So, uh, so cellar maker is my overall pick. Oh, nice, nice, nice. Or new school, whatever you want to call it. New school <laughs> overall. What was I just saying five minutes ago? I don't know. New this school. Cappuccino stout. <laughs> this cappuccino stout is amazing. Let me tell you, Jay. Yeah, no, it's a, it's a great pick for, uh, for a nightcap. All right. So my turn. Yeah. All right, so you picked two, so I'm gonna I'll pick two as well. Um, I was gonna I was gonna go with three, so I'm gonna go with three. So do three. I'll do three. Do three, bro. So I was <laughs> first introduced to craft beer with Racer Five from okay Ooh, from classic. yeah from Bear, Bear Republic. Yes, they're up in uh, Healdsburg. Um, yep. Uh, stretch to call them Bay Area. They're in the North Bay. They're probably like. An hour and a half from where I am. They're yeah, up yeah. there. Yeah, they're yeah. up there. So they're uh, Racer 5 IPAs. Probably, I, I would call it a classic uh, IPA. Uh, I would call Bear Republic one of the first. No? Yeah. Yes. No, no, okay. I'm agreeing. Okay. I'm agreeing. Yeah. No, I'm just, you know what? You know what it is? is like I, for a second, I forgot we were, on, we were doing the video chat, and I was just thinking back to like, man. That's great stuff, especially on tap. Let yeah. me just tell you, I had it on tap at my wedding. Oh man! Let me just tell you, man, it was oh yes, it was it was great. It was great. Nothing like some fresh, you know, draft yeah. racer five. Let me tell you. Go on, sorry. No, I'm no, just all good. Spacing out here, bro. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, racer five IPA from Bear Republic was my my first introduction to to craft beer, and um, I've been to the to the to the brew pub up there in Hillsburg maybe once or twice. And, um, nice. And when I feel like when I go to the grocery store and I just want to have something, you know, 
I, I, I don't know what to, to pick up. Racer 5 is, is easily a go-to. It's available pretty much anywhere here in the Bay Area, and it's it's definitely cheap, relatively cheap, and um, and it you know you can't go wrong with that. Um, I would say another good uh, brewery that uh, that I always tend to gravitate towards whenever I go to the grocery store or if I see it on tap at a restaurant is uh, is Goose Island, and. Okay. Um, in particular, the Matilda the Belgian Pale Ale. Um, oh. One of my, I would, I would place it in maybe my one of my top five beers. It's very yeah, good. Yeah, it's very good. So I used to live in in uh, Orange County in Southern California, and uh, I lived in an area in Santa Ana, and they had this. Um, they had a restaurant bar called the Crosby. It's not there anymore. Rest in peace. Okay. And wow. my, I, I lived like two blocks away, and we were we were we were pretty much regulars there. My roommate and I. And one one night, um, the bartender goes, um, "Hey, do you want to try this? Uh, you want to try this new beer that we have on tap? It's it's called uh, it's from Goose Island. It's called Matilda." I'm like, "Okay, what is it?" And <laughs> they were like, "It's a Belgian. It's a Belgian pale ale." And I was like, mm-hmm. the the bells went off. I'm like, I like Belgian beer. I like pale ales. <laughs> Let's try it. And for me, it hit everything that I liked about Belgian style nice. beers and pale ales. Belgian, I, I like nice. I like the how strong they are. I like um, mm-hmm. their how much how much, how much alcohol, alcohol they have. They have. <laughs> They're sweet. Um, I like the and how, on the pale ales. How big? Say again. How big of a buzz? How big? How big of a buzz? Yeah, yeah, man, it's <laughs> it's bang for the buck. And when I, when I was you know I was living on my own and I had to pay the rent on my own, anything that get, got the job done was was all good. There you go. And nothing wrong. With and that. I like the bitterness of the pale ale. It was it hit all the spots for me in terms of beer. So uh, Goose Island, Matilda, um, one of my top five, and then um, awesome. probably my. And then the last brewery I want to mention is Twenty uh, First Amendment. I can't, oh, I can't yeah. uh, go. I, I can't. Bay yeah, Area. I can't talk about uh, Bay Area breweries without mentioning it. Without mentioning Twenty First Amendment. Um. So they they have a brew pub in the city. They semi recently opened up a, a a brewery in the East Bay in San Leandro, and. Um, I like 21st amendment because they're cheap, relatively cheap. They mm-hmm. are available. Well-priced. Well, yeah. Very well-priced. They well-priced. You can get them pretty much anywhere now. You, I, mm-hmm. you can get them at Costco for, up here for Christ's sake. Yes. Um, and I like, I like pretty much all of the beer that they, that they put out. Um, nice. my go-tos are brew free or die IPA. I like yes. uh, in the summertime, hell or high watermelon. Oh, such a such a great summertime yeah. beer. Let me yeah. tell you, man. It is oh, for for me. It's the quintessential summertime beer. I mean, it's so yeah. good. Um, I know. Yeah, I know my my definitely. friends down in SoCal. They can't get it every anywhere they go down there. Like it. Oh, no, really? I mean, you oh. can get it down there, but it's harder to find than it is up here. Like you go to Trader, you go to okay. Trader Joe's, you go to you go to freaking Safeway here. They have hell or high watermelon. Always yeah. Have it. 
Always got it. Yeah. But uh, I love everything about 21st Amendment. I love the nice. their, the their beer that they put out. The I love that they put them in cans. You can you can take them anywhere. You don't have to worry about glass breaking. Oh, yeah. I love the artwork. Yeah. I love everything about 21st Amendment. So I would Definitely. you know Bear Republic, Goose Island, and 21st Amendment. Those those are like my top three right now. Nice, nice, right on, man. And real quick, Twenty um, First Amendment, love them, and one of my favorite beers from them that they might have been two thousand fifteen. I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of whenever it's a new year, I kind of <laughs> right. remember the years. So um, anyway, no, I think it was last year. I think it was like early last year when they came out with it was I forgot the exact name, but it was a toaster pastry. Um, either no, it wasn't an IPA. It was a red ale. So it was called, I think, Toaster uh, I don't anyway, remember. They used to have them. Yeah, they used to have them in tall cans. Um, they were red cans, 21st Amendment. And they had, they were infused with like, they were kind of like Pop-Tart I, kind I, of I, flavor. I missed that. Oh, my God. oh dang. It was, oh, it was so unique. It was great. I think something along the lines of they opened a new facility up in a place where they used to manufacture or oh, produce okay, Pop-Tarts. Oh, okay, okay. That sounds... So that, yeah, so... It was it was great, man. It was great. So I'm I'm hoping that they uh, re-release it again, and I would definitely recommend if you see it. I will. A couple cans of it. Yeah, it was it was really good. I liked it. It was really unique. It was a red ale, and um, I, I really nice, it. nice. So for sure. All right, man. Uh, I think this is good for a for a first episode, don't you think? Yeah, definitely, definitely, man. I think we covered a lot of great yeah. topics, and you know, for next episode. We're going to have really something really exciting yeah. for the beer that we're going to be sampling. And I re- like I mentioned earlier, I recently took a trip down to L.A. and was fortunate enough to score some cans of, as of today, mm-hmm. which is what, um, the 7th, mm-hmm. January the 7th, Monkish's latest uh, canned release. And for those of you that aren't uh, aware, Monkish... Brewing is a um, premier, if not the premier, Los Angeles brewery, in my opinion, and are making some of the best beer, again, ever. And, you know, not ever, <laughs> but probably ever. Yeah, at this point, probably ever. Definitely in the United States, if not the world. Um, and they are, they're just, they're just amazing. And they recently started canning IPAs. They started doing that actually in April of 2016 and what makes them so amazing so incredible is that they essentially became um just one of the best uh, breweries that offers ipas double ipas that type of style anywhere just kind of overnight when prior to that being in existence of being open for i think about five years Mm -hmm. they actually never brewed ipas Mm -hmm. so (laughs) something we can talk a little bit about yeah yeah but uh, long and short of it is, is that I scored a couple of cans. Jay and I will be sampling them uh, next week. We are going to have some really deep concentration <laughs> on some cool and awesome show topics <laughs> for you. And can't wait to do this All again. right, man. Where, where can people find you on the internet? People can find me at, um, at Nick Pro, except... Just replace the O with the zero. Oh, so that's okay. N-I-C-K-P-R-Zero because I missed the memo, uh, <laughs> you know, about 
you know, spelling. I was trying to be cool, basically, and just spell yeah, stuff with numbers, yeah. and I missed the memo that that's not no, cool not anymore. anymore. <laughs> so just <laughs> just hit me up on there, N-I-C-K-P-R-0. Nice, nice. And you can reach me at J Torres on Twitter, J-A-Y-T-O-R-R-E-S. All right, until the next episode of Internet Beer Users, cheers, Nick. Cheers. Cheers.